There are people just like you and I that are embedded within all of our communities. And since being able to talk to these people, I have discovered that their stories are not only inspiring, but truly, truly authentic. And it's through these stories I created the ATP podcast. With this podcast, I aim to be able to get their stories out and have further reach than what they themselves may be able to do. So with that in mind, I would like to introduce the ATP podcast. Hello and welcome to the ATP podcast. I'm your host, Josh Atkins, and guys, I hope you are ready for an absolute banger. Strap yourselves in and let's get ready. What's going on, legends? Welcome back to the ATP podcast. On today's episode, we have Cam. Now, Cam has been a good mate of mine now for the past year or so, and he has got an absolutely amazing story. But look, I'm going to be completely honest with uh, the reasoning behind this podcast. Now, I did get Cam originally on to talk about all of the amazing things that he has done with his charity work. But as I said, I'm going to be super honest. Uh, we got talking, some great conversation, some great insight into Cam's professional uh, history, into his, um, so that's with footy, into his um his working professional history and how that's all going. And look, that conversation really took off. It was really great. And I completely forgot to ask about his charity work. But not to worry, we're going to get him and a couple of other people back on. And we're going to have a roundtable discussion about the charity work that has been done and about everything um, that has been achieved with that charity work. So I just think it would be good to get a few people in and have a roundtable discussion like we've done in the past. And to see just the different charities that are working and the different impact that these people are able to have on other people's lives. But for now, guys, I would love to introduce Cam. Um, Guys, you're going to absolutely love this. There's some great banter in there. But for now, guys, just buckle up, strap in, and get ready for a cracker. We have Cam with us. Um, now, first thing I want to do is make sure that no one comes in, writes in, and complains. He is a Kiwi. Don't hold that against him. Uh, it's all good because we're all friends here. Little hop across the pond. Cam, welcome, mate, to the podcast. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. Any any time, mate. So, guys, you, for for a little bit of background uh, for Cam, we'll get him to go through it, but. I know you guys are going to love this podcast anyway. So Cam, mate, what I'd love, just give us a little bit of a run through what you've done in the past um, and what you're doing at the moment. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Right. Well, yeah. Hey, guys. Um, excuse my accent. If uh, It's Josh's fault. He's the one who asked me to come on here. So um, if yeah, anyone's to blame, it's him. Now, yeah, well, I'm um, obviously a Kiwi. I moved to Brisbane, uh, would have been three years ago now. Um, time's gone pretty quick. Um, and I moved here for footy originally. I was only supposed to come for one year. Um, I had been playing rugby in uh, the UK, kind of used it as a chance to travel and obviously chased a bit of a career back in NZ. Um, work-wise, back then, I was actually a banker, believe it or not. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, I was a banker for Westpac. Um, and then anyway, yeah, decided to chase the dream. Um, things happened. Ended up in Brisbane playing rugby. Once again, started off at the bank here. 
um, working for um, BOQ Specialist um, as a, a commercial consultant, which was interesting. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just played that footy season and was supposed to go home, obviously, but loved it, so stayed. Now, at the end of that year, I um, well, wasn't enjoying work too much and I sort of wanted to figure out what I could do um, for myself personally, um, uh, something that I would enjoy, something a bit more long-term, because I couldn't see myself in that industry um, for, I guess, 30 years or whatever. So I started trying to think about, uh, well, take, take a step back. Not what I wanted to do, it was what I didn't want to do. And I um, used the process of elimination um, to get myself into the fitness industry. Now, that's something that I absolutely love. Um, I did my Cert 3 and 4. Um, through the AIF um, end of 2019 um, and then yeah, haven't taken a um, step back I guess working for Total Fusion started doing my own PT stuff through COVID um, and they've just sort of tried to network as much as I can through the industry and just meeting a whole heap of good people um, you know but there's uh, a lot a lot of gaps in between there but I guess I'll talk about that for the rest of this podcast yeah yeah all right so Tell us about where you grew up uh, over in NZ. So whereabouts was that and how'd you get into footy? Yeah, sweet. Well, I'm actually from a very small town um, called Tipuru in the Coromandel Coast. Now, no one will know where that is. Um, (laughs) It is very, very small. There's a population of like 500 people. Um, And so it's on the outskirts of Thames. Now, Thames is um, a place where everyone's everyone's cousins. So my parents aren't cousins. um, (laughs) So I do have only five toes, not six on each foot. But um, yeah, no, so... Grew up off my first five years from there. My family's all still from there. Um, yeah. Then I moved up to Auckland, um, Papakura, South Auckland, which is the, um, I guess, uh, more co- sort of country um, side. Now, my background in footy um, is quite different as well. Like, uh, obviously, you guys can't see me through the podcast, but uh, I'm a 100kg boy. But when I was in school, I finished school at 78kg, so I was wow. a lot smaller. I actually had a swimming background um, and a water polo background, but I loved footy. I absolutely loved it. It's a religion in New Zealand. Um, and mum worked at a rugby club. Like I played all through grades or anything, but I wasn't that you know that big, fast, strong bloke coming through. But I just had that passion for it. Um, and then yeah, uh, played through school, Sacred Heart College um, in Auckland, one of uh, probably the best rugby schools in New Zealand in terms of consistency. Um, and then when I finished um, school, once again, 78 kgs, we had a, a Fijian guy, he's like my stepbrother, Viliami, he'll be listening to this um, eventually. But yeah, he's, um, he lived with my family because um, his family was from Fiji, obviously, so he's a bit of an adopted um, brother. And he made the county's Manukau Rugby Academy. Um, and me just being a small bloke obviously wanted to be there with him though yeah um, and so I trained with him every single day I, I pushed him through and um, through a bit of luck and hard work I actually got a spot in that academy as well um, with him um, out of the blue sort of got given um, a foot in the door and I didn't want to waste it so worked um, as hard as I bloody could um, put on some weight uh, through some force feeding and uh, <laughs> Hard training, uh, made the yeah, county's academy, um, made all the county's rep teams um, and everything. And then, yeah, that's sort of where my rugby took off, sort of decided to focus on it. And then, yeah. Yeah, perfect. And what year did you get the call up to the UK? Uh, that would have been 20, God, looking back at it now, 2018. Yeah, okay. 2018. So I was, I was originally supposed to go for two years, but I actually got an injury while I was over there. Um, 
did my shoulder. It's a, it's a long story, but um, played a few games and did my AC, uh, grade three AC um, in my shoulder, which um, was supposed to be a long recovery. They told me over there that I was going to need surgery. Um, but because of the NHS, the healthcare system, over yep. is free, free surgery and everything, but the waiting list, I wasn't going to get surgery until sort of eight months down the track, right. which then would be like a six-month recovery. So 14 months, I was like, I'm not... Because that's a long time, especially yeah. in the average rugby player's career. That's a pretty, like a long time. So yep. I decided to head straight back to NZ to get it done. Got back to NZ and the guys were like, mate, we could probably fix this without surgery. Yeah, um, okay. And so I didn't get it properly looked at over there. Uh, but in hindsight, it worked out well because they sorted me out pretty quick. And then here I, here I am in Brisbane, uh, loving life. Yeah, okay. And what was the club that you came over to play for over here? UQ, uh, Red Heavies. So um, with uh, UQ Red Heavies and still still with them now. Yeah, okay. Yeah, still yeah, playing? Yeah, still playing. Yeah, nice. I, I had a had a bit of a break last year with COVID and sort of focused on a bit of work, but um, had our first training, well, my first training with the team on Thursday. So nice. It's good, yeah. Perfect. So when you came over here, you said you got into banking uh, or you slid back into banking. Mm-hmm. What was it that made you want to get into fitness like what was the really kind of the straw that broke the camel's back just it was that's yeah that's where i'll go back to that um i sort of a lot of people and they always trying to try to figure out what they want to do like they they're like oh i want to do this but they sort of don't really think about what else because lots of people want to do multiple things yeah um so that's why i sort of took a step back and uh, it's it's one thing i try to do with almost everything like i have is it's that process of elimination it's like what it's not what I want to do it's what don't I want to do so I started figuring out what I didn't want which led me to um, actually getting into fitness now I was working at the bank and I was a member at Total Fusion um, the gym and I would go two three times a day Uh, I'd go in the morning before work I'd go at lunch um, on my lunch break just to get out of the office and then I'd go after work and it was literally the last thing that I thought of because it was, I don't know, it just made me happy or whatever, but that's what I mean, it was a process of elimination. Yep. What's, I was trying to think, what's something that's remained constant that I haven't even really been bothered with and it hasn't sort of affected me in a negative way and that was the gym, it was health and fitness, it was training. So I was like, far out, I actually enjoy doing this. So I um, yeah, got on the phone um, to a good friend of mine, Sean Radford, who works at AIF. Yep. Um, and then I think you know I trained under Sean yeah yeah. yeah. and so Sean helped me out gave me a bit of a guideline on what I needed to do jumped into that and then yeah haven't really taken a step back absolutely loved it so when um, how long was it after that you got your quals that you started working for Total Fusion I started basically oh within a few weeks it's quite funny that yeah they they wanted me as soon as they could um, just because I was was sort of a different trainer that they've had Um, they hadn't sort of had someone my style um, and it was quite easy for them everyone knew me um, yep. and then yeah so got into that and then it would have been literally about two months after that where I actually started working full-time for them um, in operations at their Chermside studio so now I'm full-time basically in the um, health and fitness industry which is Perfect. great yeah it was a bit of a hustle um, being a trainer at the start I worked for BodyFit for a few weeks and then obviously got that full-time gig so yeah nice yeah good yeah. oh perfect 
And um, all, like the way we met was you came down through Fitstop stop. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so yeah. yeah, you've been definitely around everywhere. And had a, <laughs> yeah. had a try out of everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not get around that? Eh? <laughs> seen it. Seen a couple of hard sessions through there. <laughs> coming off a dusty night. Yeah. So oh no. Straight, no. Into, straight into a fit test as well. So <laughs> you'll be looking at me. You're right, mate. I'm like, nah, I'm not all good. Eh? <laughs> he still beat everyone anyway. <laughs> yeah. Trained best when I was hungover. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the best. So give us a bit of a run through what you're doing with your operations and stuff um, in in Total Fusion and how all that's going. Like, Yeah, well, um, so basically I'm in uh, sales uh, mostly. Now, uh, gyms can't really operate without sales. Um, so we, every month, um, have a certain budget that we need to hit. Uh, we've, we'll figure out a way how we're going to get there. Um, we sort of focus on also retention. So... Um, as you know, um, running a gym, you can get new people in, but you've always got people leaving. So it's just about trying to find that good balance. You also don't want to um, have too many members coming in if you can't actually fit them, because then you've got a whole bunch of paying members who, who can't get spots. So it's about trying to find that balance. Um, it's also good for me um, being a trainer as well. I'm the only one who works full-time um, and does the training side too. So I get to see both sides of it, which probably gives me a bit of an edge into understanding how the business works um but yeah so mostly sales um and sort of just programming i guess the different styles of sessions we do because we have so many um there i I enjoy that yeah perfect now going back when it's getting close to a year now run us through what what happened with covid how did you and then sort of fusion at the time how were you guys able to flip everything around yeah. and really move and transition with what was available for us yeah. during lockdown god it was a, oh, it was a scary time i'll never forget it um that sort of first month where everything was happening like when covid came to aussie originally everyone was sort of like oh what's this thing sort yeah. of whatever and i went to sydney um to play in the australian club champs final for footy and um we got there i can't remember what the date was but Anyway, played the game. We, as the game finished, my parents had flown over to watch some mates had as well. And then they had got a call like saying that borders to NZ close at midnight on Sunday, so the day after. And so they had to get back as soon as possible. Otherwise, they were going to have to quarantine. Now, mum and dad's flight, I think, arrived at like quarter past like midnight so they had to do two weeks quarantine when they landed just because oh, of that oh no way but then anyway we were like oh far out this is getting pretty serious so we flew back to Queensland and I went to work um, the next day and then got a call from the coach and it was like someone had died he was like hey Cam like how are you and I was like yeah yeah good and he's like are you like, able to chat and I was like oh well, yeah what like you never call me like, what's going on yeah he's like yeah mate um there's no easy way to put this but the hooker from Sydney Uni tested positive uh, for COVID and uh, oh. we've all got to isolate. And so this is before like that lockdown had happened. So, so is this before we got, went, we yeah. saw it on that Sunday night and then all gyms were closed Monday at No, lunch? so this is, yeah, before the gyms were closed. Yeah, so right. I had to go into lockdown before gyms and everything was still open. Yep, okay. So I was stuck in my in my house, bloody, like calling, like, what's going on? Like, gym, like, like, I don't know if I can work. And they're like, you're fine, you're fine. So I think I did about like eight days yep. and then the lockdown happened where gyms closed so i had already been right yeah okay. and so i didn't really get to know too much of what was going on i was just going crazy in my backyard um, yeah. doing backyard workouts myself so yeah yep. um but then yeah that happened and the other scary thing was the fact that i'm a kiwi 
um, I was like, do I have to go home? Because I didn't have... Yeah, fair. Like, I was like, did I have I lost my job? Because gyms are closing. Because I only sort of just started as well. I was still sort of in that probation period. Plus, 40 was cancelled. So it was like, do I just go home? And so I kind of sat there for a bit. Oh, I don't want to go home. And a few days later, we got the approval as Kiwis to get JobKeeper. So then Total Fusion... Oh, okay, yeah. good. So then, in that sort of period, the, the team were great. They... um sort of they got together like real quick and figured out what we were going to do um and we ended up um sorting out our virtual setup so we were doing like most gyms the yep. the live um sort of classes so we created a bit of a schedule um we started calling every single one of our members just checking in with them um seeing if they'd had a chance to try our virtuals um and it probably wasn't as popular as it could have been with the member base that we have at total fusion but it was still something um, and obviously we were lucky in Queensland, like our lockdown wasn't on sort of too serious for too long. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so we started doing virtuals, but then we started um, also just filming workouts that weren't live so that members yep. could have um, as well. Now that was quite interesting because no one had ever done it before. So we didn't really understand how to do it the best way that we could. Um, the, the live Zoom classes were quite fun. It was nice seeing members' faces that yep. you sort of, because it was like interacting with people. You're like, oh my God, yeah. you can actually talk to people. But um, that was cool. So yeah, Total Fusion, we literally just jumped on that. We started selling um, our equipment as well or hiring it out to members that they had stuff yep. to do at home. Um, and then, yeah, once it's sort of all finished, we actually um, liked that idea of those virtual classes. So that's actually still part of our product now yeah, is okay. um, on-demand classes. I think FitStops will do those. Um, uh, yeah, so ours are... What we did, so just like yourself, we did the um, the, the Zooms. Yep. So that was up to each location when they would run them. Generally, it was two in the morning, one in the afternoon yeah. um, for the live. And then at a HQ level, we picked out a few um, a few trainers and stuff. And it was like, hey, come down. It was just, and it was very quick. It was like, all right, this is the format of the workout, Pyramid, EMOM, AMRAP. Yeah. here's X amount of exercises for X amount of reps go for X time yeah. and then essentially the member would just do that and you'd get a, de a quick demo so there's no more than five to ten minutes which they'd watch they'd get the brief essentially like yeah. you would at the start of a class and then member themselves go so yeah that that's still rolling through yeah. but they've all they're still all the ones that were filmed last year yeah Cause, and it was it's quite a good thing like, I guess for everyone in the industry to go through because it was it was almost just this whole side of um, health and fitness that we hadn't experienced before and there's a small number of members who actually preferred it because there's some people who just can't be bothered always going into the gym yeah, but they yeah. want to do something especially with the concept that we have at um, Total Fusion with your yogas and your matwork pilates where you don't actually need too much equipment like, yeah, okay. for that stuff yep. so that's why we sort of kept it running through and every so often we'll top those classes up um, we'll film somewhere and add it so that members still can use it and it's good for when you go away on holiday as well it's a bit Definitely. more of a, uh, a way to keep members I guess active while they're away so they don't come back in the new year like they had yeah. right and then being so unfit like, oh I haven't done anything it's like so yeah we've, we've, we've learned a lot from it yeah oh that's that's awesome I, th I feel like there were certain let's call them like uh, I guess influences within the fitness industry that may have had their own academies that did this, a similar sort of thing way before. Yeah. They'd film certain workouts. They'd go uh, and go, okay, this is like on demand. For like, you're, you know, you're in my academy for, yeah. like, let's call it Cam's Academy. You're in Cam's Academy. 
here's a filmed exercise if you don't want to do it. Yeah, you get your program, but if you want to watch something that's already filmed, boom, 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 and yeah. knock it out. I feel like there were it was almost very niche for yeah. certain elements, whereas now it's become almost mainstream, which is good because we were forced to pivot and do it. Yeah. So yeah, I can definitely see that there is that there is that um that that benefit to it. One thing I've noticed now is, and especially after that lockdown, I don't know if you've seen it within Total Fusion and, and other places, but it's people almost wanting more of a sense of community. Yeah, yeah. And one of the most interesting things I heard was essentially like the way, the way people have gone. So back in the day, you know, uh, religion was where the community would gather and everyone would be able to talk after, you know, after whatever that was. In Australia and NZ, sport is still community-like. Yep. However, because they're weekly events, it's only like on a Saturday or Sunday, whereas now the fitness industry is becoming where a community can go on a daily basis to go and you know see your mates, train yep. with your mates. Probably still a little bit harder in your box gyms because you can kind of rock up whenever, but when you've yeah. got set class times... It's like a... It's, a, it's an event. Like yeah. It's a, yeah. So, every single day. And... Yeah we've seen a massive surge mm. um, in overall members across the network. Yeah. Um, have you guys noticed that? Like since after COVID, everything's Honest, just Honestly, up. it's been crazy. Like our, so that June, July, uh, like we set, it was like record numbers of new members or like, like attendance and everything of people just sort of coming in when June and July are usually quiet months in our industry. Yep. Um, even like all the way through um, to December, like we, yeah. our December was huge, and yep. usually that's no one can be bothered. Um, so like we, we literally over like doubled um, our December numbers, which is wow. crazy. And then we sort of didn't know what to even expect through Jan, which has just gone because January is usually our it's, busiest month. But every yeah. every month's been busy. It's almost like it didn't. It was just the same. It was yeah. literally the same as what it's been. Nothing nothing changed too much. So if if anything, our January was probably. A little bit quiet, quieter than our December, November, which is just unheard of. But we, we've seen exactly that as yeah, well. So yeah, so it was it was almost like that June July period was like a new New Year's resolution yeah. sort of a thing where people was oh, but not 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 a resolution as such. It was more just like a I crave this. Um, they know what it's like to not have that community with yep. being in lockdown and away from people. It was like I want this now. I know what I want. So. Yeah, we uh, we definitely saw it, and it was it was actually yeah really nice. It was almost like a blessing in disguise that sort of COVID, or the best thing that could have come out of COVID. Def- definitely, yeah. I think after the fact, mm. it was definitely good. How did you yourself go during COVID through the lockdown? I mean, when personally when we were doing it, we myself, Abs, and Shell, we were able to. There would always be one person on the camera, one person doing the workout. Yeah. So we were able to almost have that social interaction outside of the household yeah um were you guys much the same when you went in to do the lives you'd have more than one person there yeah so that was it was it was kind of um i remember the first time i we had sort of went in um to work it was quite overwhelming because you sort of hadn't seen too many at the time i was living with um three three of my mates um jesse blizz and jules and that was all right because there's three of us in the household but i remember going to work and i was like whoa um so i it was um a little bit different you would never think you'd be overwhelmed by seeing a few yeah. people in a different but it, like you weren't you weren't sure what you could do like, if you could, like <laughs> you, that but, awkward kind of yeah, oh, like, hey, yeah, yeah elbow like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. so that's, that's what it was and you weren't because you don't know what other people are thinking and so yeah. um, but once we sort of got in I like you kind of uh, it, 
I, I guess, I don't know, reignited that love for the industry because you're like really wanted to be there. Like you actually seeing other people was just so, it was like a massive blessing. Yeah. Being able to go into work, knowing how lucky we sort of were, even though it was nowhere near what we wanted to be doing, it was still something and you're just grateful for it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I it was a shock at the start, but then um, it was sort of just nice getting into see the people that you um, were used to seeing every single yeah. day. Did you guys have, like, so in terms, I think ours, ours was quite low for the buy-in for the Zooms. Yeah. I think we maybe had around, it might have been like 20 to 30% yeah. um, people that bought into doing the, the live. Were yeah. you guys much the same as quite a low Nowhere buy-in? near. Nowhere near that. Um, we had, I think our product was, you could buy the virtuals. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, add-on was the zooms then right i think after a few weeks we ended up just having it all as one because yes. we were we were getting if you look at the total fusion member base we have three studios and there's over a thousand members in each we were probably getting 30 people on right. live zooms so oh no so, so i don't mean per zoom like overall membership base that bought into the 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 yeah, so say like you, you've got your thousand yeah, members. Yeah, literally, prob- no, probably similar. Like, about like, 30 members. Yeah, like across, I remember making about 800 phone calls at the start. Yeah. And we struggled to get um, a lot of them because they all, um, I guess, found something else. They were like, oh, I can do this at home. I can go for a run. I can YouTube it. I can, or yeah, whatever. Okay, so we, we had to change the way that we um, started, I guess. That's why we added, it, added the live right. um, as part of it. And then once we sort of got that date where we could reopen... Um, it made it a lot easier. I think it's it's it picked up late uh, the closer we got because people started slowly getting bored. Yep. Okay. Um, so you know we our, in terms of um, the amount of people that the effort that we put in um, for the return was nowhere near what it should have been. But as long as we could do something for yep. the members that were interested, um, like it, yeah, it was something that we could do. But yeah, there was not that many at all. It was almost with the return as well because we were capped at being fitness. Yeah. We were capped at. 20 people but including the trainer as well so yeah 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 in our case it was 18 people i think in the yeah, class you could have yeah. it one time were you guys much the same or because we, you were a larger no nah, so we were the we were the same yep. we could only have um because we have five studios in the one like complex so we've got the reformer right, and everything right. we could only have one class going at once as well so usually oh, right. usually it's every sort of 15 minutes a yep. class we had to have one class to go in um i think that was for the first like three weeks or yeah, first, three four weeks yeah and then then it was still the 20 people but then we could do it in um, each class in each class but we had to have like a it was they had to wait outside and then once we had to it was hard to um time make the timetable because we couldn't have crossovers of one class finishing and one class yeah. entering so um yeah for the first four weeks it was just 20 people throughout the whole studio our timetable was cut straight back down and it was really hard um uh, as like a staff member because we only had uh, three of us working yeah, from okay. the open to the close um, seven days a week so wow. we yeah we, we worked pretty pretty hard um, and we were there by ourselves as well yep. so like we couldn't have all three of us otherwise we were there all day yep. for seven days so um, it was a lot of reflection um, <laughs> time while you're sitting there just waiting for classes to come in and stuff but no nah, it was definitely different yeah how did you how did you feel yourself so t- taking out out of the gym how do you feel you went through 
that lockdown? Was there any kind of realizations that it was rough, mate? Oh, cause especially me not being from like I. It was almost like or not being from Australia. It was almost um, I had so many questions. I was like, do I just go home? Because yeah, that's what a lot of people did. I um like was like, am I going to lose my job? Because um, there was only that security for that little bit with JobKeeper. You never sort of knew. Yep. Um, so I had a lot. Of, I was asking myself a lot of questions. I I lost a close mate through COVID back in NZ as well. So I went through that. Um, missed missed the funeral. So that was pretty tough. Yeah. Um, but also just in general being away from sort of family and friends who you sort of planned some were going to fly over. Yep. Middle of the year to catch up. Um, family would always come over. I would have gone back to see them, and even still, it's almost like you still think about it every now and then you're like oh when am I gonna see them again so that what it was reasonably tough like yeah to be honest really tough at the start um and that's where I kind of just I had to sort of dig deep and I I kept asking myself well, sort of why am I staying but there was a reason why I was staying it's because I could see a good future here and so that's why I um I know yeah it, it worked out really well like I worked as hard as I possibly could um, and I've, I've reaped the rewards so far. So, um, yeah, personally it was tough, um, but I've come out better, much stronger um, in a better position on the other side. Perfect. Yeah. How you feel everything's setting up for footy as well for this year? You feeling good? Because I know you had, I think it was, was it at the start of last year you had like a pretty bad head knock or yeah. something? Yeah, yeah. So I've had quite a few. I've had seven <laughs> concussions. <laughs> <laughs> where some people would say to give it up <laughs> you're gonna be like that big fat guy or not what was yeah. it like uh van wilder or something yeah. like rory it's like when he's got like three concussions left until he dies <laughs> oh my god i've basically got none but <laughs> I, I yeah i remember i came into the gym and you asked me you're like you're playing footy today i was like nah mate i don't think i'm allowed to play again <laughs> and i i have been sort of told to take it easy but it's sort of the other reason why i took the rest of um, last year off. I had a bad one at the start of the year um, and it was affecting me in uh, little things. Like I was sort of forgetting, th- I wasn't really aware of it. I didn't think of it as being a problem, but when once other people started bringing it up with me, they're like, do you not remember this? Or yeah, okay. I'd wake up after, like I played a few games after it and I'd wake up on the Sunday and like I'd, I would just have a headache and I would just be like, oh, I'm just sore from the game. It's like, no don't make an excuse for it it's it's something so I took the rest of that year off which was kind of good for me because obviously it was a hard year being COVID um, it was nice to just have some more time to relax and probably just get my body right um, so now I, I in all honesty I don't know how the head will go because it could just be you know what I mean another knock yep. but I think I'm as best prepared as I could be it was probably it was really nice I've played a lot of rugby the last five years and I hadn't really had a break because I jumped from like an NZ season straight to that UK season straight to an Australian season with no off season so yeah, I, pl- okay. I played like I played over 150 like premier games right um, and I'm only 26 which a lot of people would, 26 yeah 26 there <laughs> <laughs> we go there's one could have, could have timed that better <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah so like it's uh, I think I think I'm in the best uh I guess headspace to be playing footy now. It's almost like I needed that time off um, to find my love for the game again, and I was itchy feet um, towards yeah. the end of last season. So now I'm I'm super keen, and hopefully I just keep my head out of the dark places and don't get it knocked. Yeah. <laughs> Probably be someone smacking me over the head for saying something cheeky. That'll yeah, be, that'll yeah. be like, won't even be rugby related. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, that's awesome. And in terms of in terms of the body, how you're feeling? Because we were very limited what we can could train with leading up and you feel like you've had a pretty good like, yeah. pre-season almost yeah well I I usually always carry little niggles like from something like I'll always have but I don't have any because I haven't played yeah right so okay. I, it's like I don't have an excuse to be like oh like oh my knees sore my shoulders are sore so yeah. you know, I'm literally probably yeah the best I've ever felt and because working in a gym you train a lot and yep. you can get things whatever you need to work on you can work on it and that's like why I joined Fitstop um, originally it was because I needed that sort of um, more functional strength training which I couldn't get at Total Fusion and that's why I used it instead of playing footy yep. I um, jumped in with um, I guess you guys to, to have that um, replacement I guess yeah yeah, perfect oh, and it was good good fun yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, uh, the training or the <laughs> <laughs> perfect alright and so what are where do you see yourself heading in the next six 12 24 months where what's the goal moving forward for me it's um i like i love the industry so i just want to keep learning like i i'm very competitive um like i'm very i, I get competitive over anything i did an escape room yesterday i was so annoyed that our team lost and i like, <laughs> like trying to find any excuse that they beat us but it could be anything so i want to um i guess yeah learn as much as i can um but also with that competitive nature probably try to take a step back and um, have you done the Myers-Briggs test? No. It's um, it's like a, uh, basically like a personality test and I've yep. done mine and um, uh, mine is, what am I, I'm a uh, E-S-T, ESFJ, which means, um, oh God, I can't think of it. Um, I base, the where I'm, where, what I'm getting at is I'm a massive, uh, I base everything off feeling rather than thinking. Okay. Um, so I will react on almost everything I do because of feeling and that's where that competitive nature comes from so I want me personally um, in this industry it's nice I, I want to learn to take a step back and think about my actions um, and what I'm going to do with something rather than acting on how I feel so that's my first thing I want to work on especially in the fitness industry because there's a lot of different um, people you come across and um, I guess challenges you can face um, and I've only been in the industry literally for a year so I need to um, I, I started writing um, in my diary um, so my first goal is to I guess um, create more of a balance in that um, I want to know oh, the, I guess the back end side of the industry that's why I got into sales with Total Fusion because yep. if you want to manage something if you want to own your own gym you've got to know how to do everything and if I hadn't done sales how am I going to teach it to yep. a team so that was the next thing and so now it's about I guess just keep uh, just keep getting better at everything I do. Um, I want to become a better trainer, um, so up uh, upskill myself there. That's another reason why I like to go around to other gyms as well, meet um, new people because that's the good thing about our industry is there's a lot of competition. Yep. Um, but everyone's always willing to like it doesn't matter who you work for. No one's spiteful. They're like, oh, what are you doing here? Or whatever. Definitely. Everyone's actually willing to help each other, which is one of the best things I think about our industry because. Obviously, you work for Fitstop, I work for Total Fusion. If this was done, something else like a BP and Shell, they'll probably be at each other. Your price too. Put your dudes up. Yeah. Yeah. What do you mean 29 yeah. cents for a leader? Oh, it's yeah. bullshit. Literally. So like, that's, I think it's just about trying to learn as much as I can off others because um, there's people who know a lot more than, than I do and I might be able to help someone else yeah. out as well. So it's just about networking too. Um, and then see where I can go um, with Total Fusion in the next sort of two years. Um, I guess help develop the company 
um, and develop myself are the two, I guess, main important things. But also um, in terms of, yeah, I guess footy is just to enjoy myself because I'm, I'm getting a lot older. Um, could have another head knock and not be able to play again. So it's just about enjoying each, each game I play as if yep. it could be my last. Perfect. All right, so a couple of wrap-up questions. First one, um, what, were, what was one of the biggest learnings or a couple of the biggest learnings that happened throughout COVID and now since we've moved out of it per se? Biggest learnings? Um, probably, uh, I, wouldn't, I don't know if this is a learning, but it was just about um, realising, I guess, or just being grateful for what you have. Yeah. Um, so I learned, to, like, I think before COVID, it was almost like, you just, I, I loved my job, but I didn't love it as much as I could have until I realized I could have lost it. And yep. then it was like, you could have lost everything just like that. Literally um, within a few days, it was like, what the hell is going on? So I think I learned how to be grateful for what I have. Um, and I guess the people around me um, was probably, yeah. And that in turn, I guess, made me work a lot harder for what I want to, rather than just going through the motions, waking up, um, that nine to five sort of day, it's just about um, enjoying what I have, um, putting a smile on my face, putting a smile on other people's faces. Perfect. And um, have you been like, in terms of upskilling and stuff, got any recommendations for the listeners in terms of podcasts, books, um, YouTube videos? Uh, Anything you've... I, no, I, I listen a lot to the Whoop podcast. Like, oh yeah, I love that Whoop podcast. So, yeah, well, we um, both got our Whoops. Yeah, on. Whoops. If, if anything, like that's a. I think Whoops a great thing for all people in our industry. I think definitely get one of these. The data that you can like drag from it second is, to none is literally just amazing. So yeah. um, anyone in yeah health and fitness definitely get a Whoop. People have Apple Watches and stuff and whatever. They only have a certain amount, but the recovery, the sleep, um, just understanding strain. Yeah, um, that, that was massive. Just, Did you read that blog the other day str- as why they do strains and strain and not steps? No, 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 no. Oh man, Unreal. it was epic, hey? Yeah. Like, so <clears throat> I guess the best way to put it, so from, from what I read it and then my interpretation of it is with Australian standards, they say do a minimum of 10,000 steps. Yeah. One of the most perfect examples when you get people that say just wear a Fitbit or an Apple Watch Yes, if you're a desk jockey, you may not be able to get them. But say if you're someone that is standing, standing's better than sitting, but say you're a hairdresser or a chef, yeah. you're using your hands constantly and that's registering as a step. Okay. So that entire time as you're using your hands, it's like, oh, I've done 15,000 steps today. But have you actually, actually moved yeah. 15,000 steps? Yeah. Whereas with strain, no matter what you do, it's going off heart rate, it's going off your um, respiratory rate and everything. So if you're increasing respiratory rate if you're increasing heart rate okay well there's your strain it's increasing and all the other data points that it tracks yeah and i thought that was amazing i was like well it makes sense like yes i guess if you are going to go as basic as possible to use steps but the reason why strain is there is and not having it exactly yeah and and like i just love it for because some people just like to wear i don't know like a my zone or something but i burnt this many calories or it's like it's all about I guess those figures, but there's, there's a lot more behind the scenes. Like you yep. could have, I don't know, like worked your ass off and doing something um, one day and it'll literally tell you the next, like you need to just take a backward step if you want to physically improve a bit longer yep. term. So you can actually take your day or day by day and, and monitor. And it's great even for hangovers, like you can see how bad you are the next day with a recovery of 1%. How did Christmas look? Oh, my, after my birthday, 
My yeah. recovery was 1%. My yeah. HRV was like 22. <laughs> like the average for a 75-year-old is like 25. So uh, I was mate, shook. Through that November, <laughs> December period, I had more 1% than I've ever seen in my like life. Literally. And, and you know how you get the monthly breakdown, yeah. but it'll show kind of your lifetime thing. It's just like up, down, up, down, up, down. Yeah. Just almost like, but like, But it's good because then you yeah. actually know. Yeah, so that's, that's why I love it. So that's probably my first thing is... Listen to the Whoop podcast because they speak to a lot of uh, professional athletes as well or just people in the industry about how they use the data. Um, And so then it will, I guess, help me figure out how I can use the data too. Um, And I've become a lot better, especially in the last few weeks um, (laughs) (laughs) post-Christmas with with how to use it. So, um, yeah, that's one thing. And I think I've already touched on it. Um, The other thing would be to just get around as many people as you can in the industry because you'll be surprised with how many people do actually want to help yep. because they want to learn as well. Everyone in our industry is like, we're driven, we're passionate. We wake up at four o'clock most mornings. Like that's just crazy, but it's because we love what we do. So we always want to get better and you don't ever want to get stuck. And that's a good thing about our industry is it's always evolving. So you've got to evolve with it. hundred percent. Is there any the final question? Has there been any, uh, thoughts or opinions that you've held pretty strongly that have recently changed oh. could be anything could be your opinion on strength training could be an opinion on that's a great you've... how trees grow <laughs> oh you've stumped me there have i i don't think so i um or any big learnings you thought something and then once you delve deeper into something you've then gone oh okay sweet that's completely changed my opinion on that. No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I guess I'm just boring and vanilla. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I'm reasonably, like, pretty, if I... Can I talk about you? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing, nothing really. You've stunned me there. I don't think, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, oh, well, to, to aid in this, I'll give an example. So, I've recently read a book, um, Conscious Coaching, by... Uh, Brett nah I've butchered his name I'm not even going to try now Conscious Coaching Um, and it has essentially because I've been in the industry for a while now I feel I I know I've always got more to learn yeah but I'm also an avid believer and you don't know what you don't know yeah and what I didn't know is how important it is to understand the way someone thinks now he he will go into the he's also an snc coach strength and conditioning so he um and he does a lot of stuff he's a a yank so does a lot of stuff with their sport and he's done stuff with their uh defense force or military whatever they call it um so one big thing he's put there is essentially there are all these different archetypes on how an athlete will react and you can also essentially apply these to even gen pop in an office yeah and so a big realization for me was like, wow, okay, a lot of my background has come from people, training people that are keen, they come in, they're goal orientated, so they only come to me for either guidance or knowledge. Yeah. I don't didn't have to motivate them in any, not in any great way. Like, yeah, I might have to give them a kick up the ass when they need it, but that's about it. Whereas his understanding and his explanation of these archetypes, their strengths, and their weaknesses, that's been a massive, so the psychology side has been a massive knowledge gap, which I didn't realize I didn't possess until now. 
so that's just me going down that rabbit hole the whole psychology when it comes to training yeah because i know you can't motivate everyone by going wait let's do it you've got to sometimes coddle them and wrap them in cotton wool and tell them they're beautiful and kiss them on the forehead to get something out of them yeah okay that's been a big one for me yeah sweet awesome i i think there's there's one you've just brought something to my mind this is a bit of a weird one but um i hated people who did juice fasts (laughs) <laughs> whatever this is a weird one after yeah. after christmas and whatever my birthday i ate like shit i drank a lot whatever my training probably stumped and i needed like a bit of a reset yeah and i struggle me and my my work mate one of my mates nas we basically do everything together at work or train at the same time we eat the same thing and we both struggle with sort of getting back onto a good meal plan like yep. but what we decided was we're going to do something completely radicalist like and do a three-day juice fast which yep. um we looked up some um good i guess recipes the missus um helped with that and she made us um three different juices now i hated it i hated it like i was so sort of tired of after a few days and i always would like when someone told me they were doing juice fast i was like that was terrible whatever anyway um i did it um, after three days and for the last sort of 10 days I have not felt any better like my recovery has been in the 90% like every single day yeah, right. my training has been so much better it was almost like a great reset for what I needed um, my mate Nas, Nas got some cupping done and usually he always has those spots you know yep. he didn't have a single one because all the toxins they literally because really? all the toxins were out and we were kind of like this is stupid um, now I think because it stopped my um, I guess digestive system having to work hard to digest food like liver kidneys whatever yep it helped with everything my hrv was the highest it had ever been like wow. what did it get up to uh 94 was like the highest um for like consistently really 94 okay. yeah so i think i'm back down to like 70s now yeah so mine gets um, up to like 208 what yeah oh my goodness well, in terms of me yeah uh, <laughs> thanks thanks for just showing me up <laughs> um now anyway so yeah i was but it was the highest it's ever been yeah um and i yeah like i just felt great so my opinion on that was never do that stop being stupid yep um when i used it i guess for the right way and like it helped me reset perfectly so yeah okay see that'd be interesting because i feel with that there'd be certain almost psychological benefits as well Mm. you've gone you've committed to something for three days that's literally why we went radical because yeah i could be like i'm starting a diet and i'd be like oh i'll just shoot down get it yeah a snack but like if you're actually doing something like that you can't yeah you're like no i'm it's pretty black and white there's no sort of room to move just don't eat food just have the juice 100 percent. yeah so i'm sure like there would be some explanations and stuff but yeah for gem pop i think we would both say don't do that (laughs) yeah but (laughs) it's very interesting i mean everyone how and uh, nas did you say yeah 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 so you guys both benefited pretty well from that he's in the same sort of aspect he's feeling good he feels much better yeah yeah yeah. so it was and we 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 kind of even during it we're like why the hell are we doing this yeah like everyone knows like even that does any nutrition that it's not really like good for you at all yeah but we actually in terms of just what we sort of needed um it worked it it served its purpose so i'd never do it again (laughs) but i'd probably do like a maybe even a one day just like a flush um, yeah just to help um with that um, like even now, um, I forgot what's in it. Like I'm still having the same juice every morning when I wake up. It's like a turmeric, lemon and pepper or something. Yeah, okay. Tastes terrible, but <laughs> it's good. Like I feel great um, having that every morning. So yeah, helps with digesting things. Yeah. Not, not 
Awesome. All right, got any final words of wisdom to leave the listeners with? Nah, I reckon um, <laughs> we basically covered everything. I'd, I'd, if I could say anything, it was what helped me would be that um, if you are struggling with, I guess, finding, uh, I'm, I, not so much of a purpose, but if you feel stuck, um, always use, don't try to figure out straight away what you want to do. Use the process of elimination. What don't I want to do? And by doing that, you'll figure out what you want. Perfect. I think some uni students need to hear that as yeah. well. So they don't rack up fucking a $3 million debt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> oh, bro, thanks so much for coming on the podcast, man. It's been really good. Yeah, um, Yeah, killed it. Awesome. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. Beautiful. All right, guys, uh, make sure um, you give us a like uh, on Instagram. Our tag is at uh, ATP, uh, not fitness, that's the other one, ATP podcast. Um, you'll be able to find, oh wait, that's what we need to do, is we need to find out what your handles are. So where can we find you? Oh, Instagram guys, just at Cam Flavel, at Cam Flavel Fitness, nice and easy. Um, probably pretty shit content, but why not follow? <laughs> you can put a face to this accent and go from there. Yeah, perfect guys. So yeah, go give Cam a, a follow. Make sure uh, once you've listened to this, uh, take a photo, tag us in it. Um, you'll be able to find, as I said, ATP uh, podcast, and then you'll be able to find me at Josh J Atkins. My team, thanks for listening and uh, make sure you stay tuned for our next one that is coming very soon.